What's up, guys? Alex here, AJNashville.com, here with a familiar guest of the show, Mr. Eduardo Aguirre. I, I was getting ready to fire that off, but you didn't give me the chance to. <laughs> no, third time is Third charm. time's a charm, yeah. So, um, anyways, here today, another beautiful Friday. Actually, we had a closing earlier today, so. That was fun. It is. Closings it's, are always good. It is. They're always fun. They're always good. You know, it's always good to, to help people out. So, but today we're not talking about closings. Actually, today we are talking about trusting loan officers, trusting your realtor, basically trusting the people that you elect to work with. And I know as a whole, that's sometimes difficult to do because we are raised with the perception that anybody that's involved in sales is there to do what? Yeah, just get their paycheck. Get their paycheck, screw you over. They're not too worried about um, your well-being or whatever the case may be. And in most cases, that is not the case. That's actually the furthest thing from the actual truth. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about some past experiences that I've had on the mortgage side of it and some experiences that Eduardo's had on the real estate side of it and kind of how those things have panned out. Because it seems like the majority of those have panned out to be worse for the client than they initially expected it to be. You know what? Unfortunately, that's the case I've seen um, where we try to help them and you know, based on their experiences or whatnot, they put themselves in a different situation. They don't disclose certain things that could, at the end of the day, be beneficial for, for them, their situation. Right. And that's the important thing to remember is that when you're dealing with, with each individual, the circumstances may be different. And in often cases, the person that's promising something doesn't know the entire story. I've had plenty of situations where I'm talking to a client and we're like, hey, this is what your rate's going to be at. This is where your payment's going to be. This is the best program for you. And then they turn around and talk to someone else who hasn't ran credit, hasn't looked at their income, hasn't looked at their situation, in a lot of cases hasn't pulled their certificate of eligibility for those VA home loans. And they promise them the world. And it's like, I can see right here they haven't done those things. Right. So. And even like I, I'm not a loan officer. That's why I have you. Right. And um, I have somebody that came over with a pre-approval letter mm -hmm. and a whole like a loan estimate. Right. And they came to me and I said, sure, I'm more than glad to work with you. Like I said, not a loan officer myself, but I looked through it and I asked them some questions that you would generally ask anybody you meet, you know, mm -hmm. what kind of debts do you have? You know, tell me your financial situation. And what they said just didn't match up to what a loan approval would look like. Right. So I said, hey, this looks right. If obviously was done you know it was someone typed it up and mm -hmm. printed it out right but let me have some someone that i trust go over it and see what we can do right. you can still choose whoever you want i just want to make sure i'm giving you the best possible and honestly i just wanted to make sure because it just did not make sense there. yeah and sure enough um credit was ran and there was no way that in that particular situation they would have qualified for what they were right given. Right. And that's a lot of it is, is looking into that and making sure that you're dealing with qualified individuals. You know, there's there's hundreds of thousands of loan officers out there, just like there's hundreds of thousands of realtors out there. The fact of the matter is working with somebody that knows exactly what they're doing is the difference from getting into a home or not. You know, fortunately, we have a track record of being able to get people qualified to get into a home and not have those deals fall out. And that's a that's a big deal. You know, if you're sitting there, you're super excited, you're ready to get in this home, and then two days before closing, they say, you sorry, you can't. Yeah. That's heartbreaking. It is. That's heartbreaking because families are excited. You have the kids, they're, you know, the parents are looking for, they're not just excited, they've done some work too. They've looked into what schools their kids are going to. They've 
probably fought with their kids because they're changing schools if that's the case. You know, just the big emotional overall experience, not just the financial side of it. Yeah, you have the emotional experience. You have the preparation. You have the boxes that are being packed. You have the money that's been spent. You know, there's all these other factors. Um, And that's something that not a lot of people take into consideration. When you're dealing with a professional, you want to make sure you're dealing with someone that's got some experience, you know, somebody that is at least a specialist in that area and that has has closed enough of those deals. You know, same with negotiations on on properties. When you're buying a home, you don't want someone that goes in there and says, you want to buy this home? Okay, asking price is $310, let's offer $315. You know, and then they go in there and they put in a higher offer. Well, then the home doesn't appraise. And now you're further in, you're further down the road and there's no negotiation. You know, the, the seller doesn't want to budge. Their asking price was 310 Appraisal came in at 305 but you offered 315 You know, um, yeah, another man. thing that I see from time to time, and I say time to time, I mean quite a bit, is, is when you have people that engage to do the other person's job. For example... I am not a real estate agent. I have no business advising somebody on real estate contracts and things like that and steering them or telling them to go in a certain direction. Just like as a real estate agent, you have no business saying, hey. This is the rate you're getting. Right. Here's your rate. Here's your closing cost. Why does that seem high? You know, you have to do your due diligence by the client and make sure that everything seems on the up and up. But that's why you work with people that you trust. Right. You know, that, and I was getting to another point. Um, it is our responsibility as professionals to make ourselves that trustworthy person. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I had scenarios and we'll discuss them here in a second where things didn't pan out as great as they could have. And maybe they didn't trust me. And it's not completely on them. Maybe I didn't do as much as possible, as much as I could have done to make myself and put me and help them understand that I am a trustworthy person. Right. You know, like I said, it's not all that. I'm sure sometimes it, it's, you know, things in the past that have happened, they've been screwed over with certain people where they just don't know who to trust and they have every right to be careful. Right. But, you know, it's, it, is, it is our job as professionals to, you know, make us the person that they should trust. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. You have to be the trustworthy person. You have to be able to demonstrate that, you know, and, and that falls on us ultimately. But when you're being honest with somebody and you're kind of rolling through the motions and you're making sure that you're doing the things that you're supposed to do, there's some unknowns at that time. You know, there may be some things that you're you're not fully aware of that are going on in the process that you need to gather some more information. I'll give you an example. When we send out initial disclosures, typically the numbers on it aren't dead on. And the reason why they're not dead on is because we have to gather title, we have to gather uh, tax certifications, you have to get your homeowner's insurance quotes. So there's a lot of numbers that are based on estimates, right? Estimates that are best educated estimates, you know, not things that were just randomly like, hmm, homeowner's insurance, how about 100 bucks? You know, this is something we've seen time after time after time after time. That's where experience comes in too. Exactly. And so there has to be a little trust there. No, we're not being deceitful on the numbers, but hey, right now we're dating. We're not even married yet. So we're just barely getting to know each other. We're gathering some factual data. And once we put that factual data together, we're able to provide you with more concrete numbers. Um, you know, and, and that's that's the case in a lot of cases. Just like if you go to show a person a home, you don't necessarily know about the things that may come up on a home inspection. Absolutely not. You know, and so you may it may be someone's dream home and all of a sudden someone gets out there and they take a look at it and they do the home inspection, which which in our case, I mean, I love using Dave Ganatra from House on the Rock Home Inspection. Oh, he's amazing. He's he's awesome. He's he will okay. find things that are like, you're like, what? You know, how'd you know about that? Um, but we use him quite a bit. 
And once he gets in there, he may find things. And some people say, well, I just wasted 300 bucks because you didn't tell me about that issue. No, you saved tens of thousands of dollars because Dave or whoever the home inspector you decide to use decided that, hey, here's our big problems. We need to address those. So it's all about perspective when you look at issues like that as well. It's not necessarily that you've wasted money. You've now saved yourself tens of thousands yeah, of dollars a headache, in the future. A long, lifelong headache that right. could have been. Yeah. And this is something we do time and time and time again. You know, when you're dealing with people and everybody has to get a start somewhere. I'm not saying that the person that's their first day out and they're, they're doing real estate is a bad person to deal with by any means because everybody has to start somewhere. There was a day you started and a day I started. But if you use people who have had the experience or at least have the proper mentors, then you can identify issues like that. Then you can identify when you open up the crawl space and you see standing water, you can say, that's an issue, you know. Um, when you're looking at a pre-approval and you notice that the person's only been on the job for six months and they're calculating their overtime as part of their income, you can say, this is an issue. You know, so that's a, that's a lot to deal with. Um, like I said, you were new at one point, I was new at one point, but having people that at least have the right direction and the proper mentors to work with. So now you have some examples. I've got examples of people. Let's talk about some real life scenarios, some things that have actually happened because it's, it's one thing for us to just sit here and say, use a professional, do this, do that. It's another thing to have situations where people have elected to not do what you were explaining to them, only to find out that what you were telling them was indeed true. So Right. So it, it's, you know, I have several here, mm -hmm. but let's go over this one particular that happened this year. Um, so basically what happened is the client had, you know, an idea of what they wanted, an idea of payment, an idea of, you know, what their life was going to look like. So perfect. We're here to help. And we looked at several homes. Finally, they picked one based on what their monthly payment was going to be. Um, that was kind of like the big thing. Mm -hmm. And we go back to trusting us. You know, sometimes it's not just about the payment. But, you know, all the estimates that were given to them, everything just seemed right. When they had option B, which was uh, a home with, um, let's just say, a little bit better uh, conditionally, you know, aesthetics-wise. Right. But there were, their focus, and I can understand, their focus was mostly on their monthly expenses. They mm -hmm. wanted to stay in a certain you know, range, which completely understandable. You know, this uh, this option B had a little bit higher asking price. Why? Because it was a little, you know, better situation cosmetically. Right. And at closing, he like comes out and says, "Hey, I want to give one hundred fifty thousand dollars more than what I initially planned." Mm -hmm. And by that, I'm like, "Dude, your budget would have been better off." in a house you didn't have to put new floors and new windows on right and you liked a little better but unfortunately you didn't you didn't say that's what you were going to do all the estimates were based on the minimum that you said you were going to do right and the that family situation was i've just been screwed over that i don't tell people the amount of money i have you know because it's their hard-earned money and right. the last thing they want is you know an agent saying dude overpay for this house like you were saying earlier right which is not the case i mean and i'm sure it could happen but I mean, I'm I'm in this business because I'm I I feel like I my purpose in this world was to help people get from point A to point B, and if I'm that vehicle, it makes me happy, you know. And well, and that's the thing we talked about initially. You know, you and I met several years ago 
at a pizza place. And, and that was the thing you were talking about is your mission was to help people who are underserved. And unfortunately, in, in the Hispanic community, which you work predominantly in, there's a lot of underserved people or a lot of people that are taken advantage of. And because of that, there's the automatic assumption that, oh, this person's out to get me. They're either, hey, this person really is looking out for me or the, the entire opposite. You know, and you have circumstances kind of to, to tag on what you were talking about. I had a, a guy that was a pilot for the Coast Guard, came in. We Everything we were matching with this huge um, national bank who is very well known by veterans and by active duty military. So I don't want to say the name of the bank, but it's a very well-known bank. But you bank. know it probably. Right, exactly. <laughs> so... Um, they were promising all this stuff. And I'm like, this doesn't look right. You know, there's, there's an issue here. And we go through the motions and everything. And he says, you know what? I'm going to stick with this other place. And I say, okay, no worries. Let me know if there's anything I can do to help. Three days before closing, there's a $5,700 fee that pops up just out of nowhere. You know, there, it was, it was a little more than three days. What they did is they promised him this rate up front. But then when it came time to actually lock, that rate came with a cost. And because it was a change of circumstance, they were able to lock it at that additional cost without having to go back and redisclose. They, they had to redisclose the change in circumstance, but they didn't have to go back and say, remember back when we told you about this, right? There, there was a cost attached to it. You know, and, and that's a game that a lot of uh, underexperienced people will play. They'll say, yeah, dude, we can get you a 3%, no problem. They're looking at the rate sheet and they realize that there's three, four, five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars worth of cost that goes with that. And so that promise is based off a of false pretense. And in a lot of cases, you have individuals that are just fingers crossed rates go down between now and closing. And so when that client had that $5,700 additional charge, I happened to be sitting in front of his agent at that time. And I said, ask him, you know, what, what he thinks about that. And he felt like he had been ripped off. He felt like he should have went with us initially because we had rate lock. We were ready to go. Everything that we were promised we were delivering. And the scenario matched what it was that he was looking at with this large bank. The difference was, was experience. The difference was, was transparency. You know, you may come to me, I may tell you things you don't want to hear, but I'm telling you those things because they're factual. I'm not coming out and saying, well, you're going to have to have mortgage insurance on that because I want to make more money off you because I don't even make more money off mortgage insurance. Mm -hmm. Actually, I don't even make more money off a higher rate or a lower rate. That difference in investor spread goes directly to the client as either a credit towards their closing cost or a charge for the interest rate. So we're not motivated by rate. We're motivated. If you buy a, a half million dollar home, I may make more money than if you buy a $250,000 home, but I'm not going to tell you to go out and buy more than you, you can afford because mm-hmm. ultimately, and you saw this today, I'm writing Thanksgiving cards to my previous clients. Handwriting them. Handwriting them. Right, exactly. And, and my previous clients are my friends. You know, the deal that you and I did today, those are my friends. Like these are people that I can talk to and these are people that I share funny text messages with and things like that. And so there's a difference, especially when you're looking out for the people within your community. Like I bump into these people at the gas station and the bar and the, the drop in daycare. And I should never put in drop in daycare and bar together in a <laughs> sentence. But, but who decided but to put them in the same location? Right. <laughs> Where's the kids at? They're over there playing foosball by the bar. Right. So... I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. Like, from a trust standpoint, trust is definitely earned. But when you're dealing with people within your community, people that you'll walk into from a, a point of integrity, you have to be able to stand tall and stand proud and say, whatever you did, you did what was best by the client. And that's the reason why people like us will continue to thrive forward through a tough economy, good economy, bad economy, whatever it may be, 
because people genuinely know we have their best interests in mind. Absolutely. And sometimes the best interest is for the client to be happy. And I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I tell them often, look, uh, the best loan, the best house, the best, you know, in my eyes might not be for them right. in their eyes. And what matters is that they're happy, right. you know, because that's that's what matters is well, whatever the client wants. And let's talk about the deal that we did together today, you know, and, and we won't get into details of the people or anything like that. But in their scenario, they could have got a little bit better rate going with a government program than they did going with the conventional program. But the mortgage insurance was almost double with that government program than it was with that conventional program. And so what that happens? That would have offset the savings the, the that you see on paper because right. people see this interest rate. That's all sometimes people care about. And right. we, we don't expect, and I don't even know, I'm not a lender, but we don't expect the general public to know what we know. It's like we go to a doctor and he says some like scary words. I'm like, yeah. sure, give me whatever you got to give me. Right. Like, fix me. Exactly. But sometimes we're like too focused on the number that says interest rate. Oh no, it's too high. I'm going somewhere else. Well, and, and to tag off the doctor thing, in the doctor's office, if your arm hurts, you're going to tell them what? It hurts at the elbow when I move my arm. Okay, now I know your pain point. I know it creates the pain. So from a, a consumer or a client standpoint, tell us where your pain's at. If you're like, I don't like this rate. Well, why don't you like this rate? Well, because the rate is making my payment go up and I really wanted to be at this particular payment. Okay, no problem. Let's we explore some different program options or let's look at a potential rate buy down or let's look at maybe financing the mortgage insurance as opposed to having a monthly expense. Like there's solutions for a lot of these general problems. There's not a solution for the person that thinks they can buy a half million dollar home for 300 bucks a month. There's no solution. <laughs> like you can't even, plenty of those too. Right? You, if you're talking about paying the electric bill, maybe, <laughs> but um, you know, tell us where it hurts. Tell us where we can fix this. Because if it's fixable, it, pretty much any lender can do that. You know, if it's something that we can fix and you tell us why it hurts, chances are we can find a program to make it feel a little bit better. And I understand it's, you know, sometimes you, you're financially naked in front of people say, hey, here's where I'm at. Right. But at the end of the day, that's how we can better help you. I, it makes no difference what you have in the bank. It just helps us structure the best situation for you. Right. And that's what we're here for. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, we're just here to do what's best by the clients. Once again, that's not the same for everybody. You have to do your homework. You have to make sure you're dealing with a professional. You have to make sure that, you know, do a little bit of research. But stay away from Google. When you, when you start having those questions, go directly to the professional that you're dealing with, whether it be the doctor, the lawyer, the mortgage person, the realtor. You know, the fact of the matter is I can jump into Google right now and say the sky is yellow and find 10,000 articles on yellow skies. And if a person is looking for a sky to be yellow, by the time they read those articles, they will believe the sky is yellow. What I'm getting to when I'm saying that is when it comes to information, if you're looking for bad information, you're going You'll to find, find it. it. Absolutely. It's like going to WebMD. Yeah. Web, hey, uh, I've got a scratch on my arm. What's it from? Well, it looks here that you have the uh, Zika virus. A1N1 <laughs> chicken virus from South Africa. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> I'm dying. You have three days to live. So anyways, any, any other stories, any closing arguments, anything like that that you want to share before we wrap this thing up? Well, I think at the end of the day, um, I truly believe, and it could be just me being biased, but I truly believe a lot of us in this um, in this field of line of work, we're here to help. Yeah. You know, I, I I have a client that I have a client that didn't want to buy a home that was like, in, like I said, in my eyes, mm -hmm. you know, perfect, new roof, new HVAC, freshly remodeled, 
And I mentioned, hey, look, if you purchase this property that I'm listing, I'll give you an agent from another brokerage because I have plenty of friends that I know and trust that can represent you. Right. Um, long story short, it didn't get done. They can't find anything to match. When they came back, this property was sold. Right. And I have a friend, Lindsay Elliott. Mm-hmm. She had that situation and said, hey, be the agent for this buyer for my listing. Yeah. And she trusts me. I mean, I have plenty of people that I trust as well. Right. And just at the end of the day, you know, well, talk to somebody and, you know, make sure it's someone you trust. And Lindsay's an, a fellow agent. So the fact that, you know, hey, represent my buyer rep- or my seller or whoever the case mm-hmm. may be, by handing them off to a third party removes that interested party because you tend to have that. When you have, let's say, builders, for example, builders have their own agent that they want you to use their agent. They want you to use their lender. If you don't think for one minute that they have a little bit more insight of what's going on, you'd be incorrect, you know. And I'm not saying that that doesn't always work out for the best for the client, but you want to make sure that you have a non-biased representation when it comes to the largest purchase that 99% of the population will ever make, which is their home. So, you know, you're doing the right thing out there. You're out there hustling. You've, you've grown. There's no question about it. You know, you, you are a person that can make stuff happen. You're a person that has grown beyond what I think you ever thought you would grow to. Um, if you're looking for a great realtor out there in the Nashville, Franklin, Williamson County, Davidson County area, actually Rutherford, you name it, <laughs> any of the surrounding counties, feel free to reach out to Eduardo. As you know, he's a great friend of mine. He's, he's been on the show several times sharing his expertise. Eduardo, if I was to reach out to you, if I was to say, how do I reach this person? Lead me the direction. You, know, you can always call me or text me. My personal cell phone number is 615 612 Three seven, and thank you so much for those words. I really appreciate it. Yeah. You know, I trust you with everything. Yep. My family comes here to you. I come oh, yeah. here to you. Yep. You know. And we take care of them. Another place we trust: broker title and escrow. Greg Fairbetter over there. He's always taking care of the clients. He takes care of our veterans. He really helps us out when it comes to helping situations make sure they roll smoothly. You know, the title to your home is a, a huge thing. Do you see that article about the Florida man who I did purchased? Not. Okay, so there's a Florida man. Oh, that he bought a strip. A, no, he bought a condo and he didn't do a title search and he paid cash for it. Well, there was all these other liens that were existing on title They're that weren't now. free and clear and they were his liens now. So he lost like 390000 or $370,000. That's something that broker title and escrow takes care of. You know, they, you don't have to worry about that. Title insurance. Exactly. The other big thing is big thanks for Built by Design. This table, what do you think? It's we, amazing. We've come I, a long way since the old tables, huh? Oh yeah, <laughs> and and you know what you you know as you say, um, you know Greg, Dave, you know uh, I don't know who the owner is, but yeah, the tables. What's his name? Uh, oh, Brandon. Brandon from uh, Built by Design. Yeah. Um, it it goes back to what we we're talking about. You know, if you find someone that you know and trust and has the good heart that I believe you and I have, yeah. we have a circle of like-minded people. Right. So and you're able to to you know when I say hey. You're looking for someone to do some remodeling stuff? Yeah, reach out to Brandon at Built by Design. Oh, you're looking for somebody for a home inspection? Reach out to Dave, House on the Rock Home Inspection. You know, all these people that we surround ourselves with, they're the best. And they're not the best because they're saying we're the best. They're the best because we've seen them help multiple clients time after time after time. You know, even Dave, at one point, he's like, man, he's like, if you ever have a veteran who can't afford a home inspection, if they're just barely getting into the home, call me. I'll take care of it for them. Like that is a is servant's great. heart. Yeah. It says a lot for him. You know, when you're dealing with, with Greg over at Broker Title and Escrow and you say, hey, you know, I, I've got a client that's, that is a veteran that served this country, you know, 
can we help him out? He goes above and beyond to make sure that those people are served. So, you know, that that's things to keep in mind as you see this is a very patriotic table. Obviously, Brandon is very patriotic. His family is is veteran. So he goes above and beyond for people as well. So, you know, says a lot. It says a lot with the circle of people that you surround yourself with. Um, you know, and that's a big thing. So try to trust the, the recommendation that people give you, you know, try to do your best to do your due diligence, but make sure that if you feel comfortable with someone, you put your trust in them and you allow them to walk you down the path of success. Yeah, so, what's best for you. Exactly. I want to thank everybody so much for tuning in. Hope everybody has a great and safe weekend. It is freezing cold outside in middle yeah, Tennessee. Be careful right on the road. Now. Yeah. Be careful on the roads. Uh, don't drink and drive. <laughs> <laughs> Always, so, not well, just in the cold. Oh, right, exactly. Only do it when it's warm. No, <laughs> just kidding. All right, thanks so much for tuning in, guys.